0: Uh, as you know, Health Canada has approved an antiviral drug for treatment of COVID-19. It's a drug called Paxlovid. Problem is here, it's really, really hard to find this drug. And the criteria for eligible patients is pretty restrictive too. And you know, you've got a process involved. And as you know, uh, whenever you've got a process involved, you're talking about time. Well, Canada's pharmacy associations have stuck their hands up and saying, hey, hey, we, we can help we can be part of the solution here. So we're going to chat chat now with Jen Belter, who is a practicing pharmacist and vice president of strategic initiatives and member relations at the Ontario Pharmacists Association. Uh, Jen, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. Um, Yeah, when we take a look at this Paxlovid, and I think a lot of people are thinking, oh, finally, we've got a treatment. Um, But it's really, really hard to get. Why do you think that pharmacists are sort of uniquely positioned to, to step in and fill some of the roles here?
1: Yeah, it's a great question, Um, and really it comes down to the access piece. Because in order for this medication to work for COVID-19, it needs to be started quite soon after symptom onset, so within five days maximum. And in order to qualify for the drug, um, at this point in time, people need to be tested for COVID-19 and have a confirmed infection by PCR testing. And because of the PCR testing program in place in, in some community pharmacies across Canada, um, there's a unique opportunity to use the footprint we have with the testing, combine it with the medication and clinical expertise of pharmacists who, um, you know, our, our day-to-day is managing um, the appropriateness of medications and drug interactions mm-hmm. and, and so forth, and then um, have that opportunity to provide that, that rapid access in a safe and quality manner, and then, you know, help our, our, um, our colleagues with things like monitoring and follow-up after the fact
0: with these patients. You know, like you mentioned, that really short window to sort of get people into the system, get the doses prescribed, you know, and all the testing, meet the criteria, all that process. Have you heard, I mean, are there examples where people are saying, well, I probably would have qualified, but it just didn't happen quickly enough for me?
1: I haven't necessarily on the ground um, at this point in time here in Ontario but we also have quite a restrictive program in our province where um, you know certain eligibility criteria um, mainly people of certain ages with disease states who are unvaccinated who qualify So um, because of the way in which people access the drug right now, they're not really coming to pharmacy to look for it. But I'm sure there are instances where um, there have been logistical challenges to getting it and people maybe would have qualified but didn't have
0: the opportunity to be assessed. You mentioned something interesting because the rules are not the same from coast to coast to coast in Canada, right? I mean, pharmacy associations in one province have different rules than another. I, I, I mean, that's part of the issue here, too, isn't it?
1: Absolutely. Scope of practice is what we call it for pharmacists and a healthcare professional. So what we're allowed to do within our um, professional designation really varies across the province. You uh, and Alberta actually have... Uh, one of the uh, most expanded scopes of practice for pharmacists where where your pharmacists can do a lot for your patients and we're actually quite jealous in here in Ontario um, as to how much um, Alberta pharmacists can put their their knowledge and expertise to the test to benefit the patients that come into their pharmacy.
0: How how does this would this be more of a continuation I guess for the role that pharmacists have been playing throughout this pandemic like you say a lot of the stuff that goes into this process you're doing already anyway.
1: Absolutely. I think it's a, it's a natural fit. And, you know, this isn't meant to replace, um, you know, the other parallel systems that could provide people with access. It's meant to augment it to give people better, um, better access where they need it because ultimately pharmacists and pharmacy technicians across the country have done, um, a huge amount over the pandemic to step up and really take on a more prominent role in the public health response. And this would be a natural alignment fitting with the expertise that pharmacists have around whether a medication is appropriate because Paxlovid itself has a lot of reasons why you wouldn't want to use it or you might have to adjust the okay. dose in people. And, and th- this is where we're, we're the medication experts, so it's a natural fit there.
0: Yeah, I wanted to ask you about that because I don't know anything about this medication. Is there a lot of contraindications, concerns that it could interact f- poorly with other medications, and does that require a doctor? I mean, realistically, pharmacists are probably better off to deal with that than a lot of doctors are, right?
1: I mean, you know, I think both professionals are really suitable for this. But Paxlovid itself, because of the type of medication it is, that it's a combination of two different antiviral medications, uh, one of which that has significant drug drug interactions and drug disease interactions. So whether you've got um, kidney disease or liver disease, or you take medications for other common conditions, there are a lot of really important considerations that take the unique knowledge of a healthcare professional who's trained in the prescribing and assessment of medications. Um, which, you know, would, would fit in line with, um, you know, your, your nurse practitioners, your physicians, your pharmacists, um, to have that assessment of that patient.
0: Jen, as you know, uh, things move very quickly throughout this pandemic, and they don't move very quickly when it comes to bureaucracies like this. Um, are you seeing any headway made in terms of getting this into the hands of pharmacists, and, or at least a recognition that, yeah, maybe this is an opportunity that we can explore?
1: Ontario we're having active conversations with government talking about what the barriers and opportunities are and how we can address those so we're we're hopeful that here in Ontario at least we'll be able to um, play a more prominent role Um, I can't necessarily speak to where you are in Alberta but um, ultimately I know that this has been on the minds um, and in conversation um, at a variety of different provincial tables because um, there are little pieces that need to be enabled in each province They're just
0: different from province to province. Interesting. Okay. Uh, Interesting discussion. Thank you very much, Jen. I really appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. You bet. That is Jen Belcher, who's a practicing pharmacist and the Vice President of Strategic Initiatives and Member Relations at the Ontario Pharmacists Association. And, you know, the situation at hand, the problem is whenever you're talking about um, things like this and saying, okay, we've got a better way possibly of doing this... Time is of the essence around this, right? I mean, it's the, that's what the whole problem is here. You've got basically five days to start this dose. It's got to be done. And if it's not, then, then there's no point. Um, so if you're somebody that meets the criteria, first of all, you have to establish that. You know, you're immune suppressed, you're unvaccinated, whatever the case may be. Okay, you qualify. Now we've got to get you the dose. I mean, it goes on and on and on. And the pharmacists are saying, well, we're here and we're seeing these patients anyway. But now you're going to have to go and try and change policy for some governments. It's just... Unfortunately, uh, like everything else surrounding this pandemic and this situation, it's largely been playing catch-up, right? That's the way that it's been over and over and over is something develops and we don't have a system in place. And I, I mean, I understand it's extraordinary circumstances. So, uh, you know, we aren't going to be prepared for everything as it emerges, but um, be nice to be out in front on one of them one time, wouldn't it? I mean, instead of playing catch-up uh, every single time.